Welcome to Girls on Film with Chapman Radio. Follow us on our socials at Girls on Film Radio. Hey, Hi, party everyone. people. Welcome to Girls on Film Radio. No filter, no boys, just two Dodge girls talking about the films that we want to talk about. Guys, I'm actually pivoting my whole career. I'm abandoning film, I'm abandoning screenwriting, and I'm going to be a farmer. <laughs> I've decided that crop growing and interesting um, harvesting broccoli sprouts is actually cauliflower my, and cauliflower are yeah. actually my is my dream job. Well, I'm really happy that you found what you know makes your heart go wild, Maddie. Yeah, I'm just like noticing because of how wet and rainy it is outside that I just felt like my crops would grow so much more than my career ever could. You've been playing too much heyday. Yeah, so much heyday. <laughs> um, hey guys, how's everyone doing on this fine, soaking wet Whoa. Tuesday in California? Uh, yeah, none of us know how to dress for this weather. Izzy and I thought that we would be able to put all of our cold clothes aside yeah. after we came back from our trip to New York. But wrong, I guess not. wrong. I guess not, because why is it actually pouring rain outside? Yeah, not fun. We drove over here. I we guess usually it's, walk. it's a spring weather to a degree, but yeah. not the vibes. Someone in the clouds is showering, and they just won't stop. Yeah. They're just so stinky. <laughs> I know. Is this a sign? It's whatever, though. Um, breaking news. I didn't have any breaking news, but I did send Maddie something that I thought yeah. was funny. Quentin Tarantino, like, a while ago said he was only going to make, like, eight movies or something. I forget what number it is. He was like, so I'm only going to make eight movies, and those are going to be it. But he's working on a TV show also, which is like, okay, so now he's going to TV. But it, he announced today that his new movie, The Movie Critic, it's he's working on it. Isn't it? Is it about him? Is no, it but I just assumed it. It's he's gonna be literally such a weirdo. Let's find he's out. He's so annoying. But he's making a big deal out of it, saying like, "It's my last one. It's my last project." Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. That's what Spielberg said, and then he lied. Yeah. The logline details are being kept in a suitcase. Okay. Like literally, why does he have to <laughs> act like this? Oh wait, a 1970s lo- in set in 1970s Los Angeles with a female lead. That's unheard of for Tarantino. Okay, so it's sounding just like, well, kind of following the same outline of... It says it could focus on the Pauline Kael, one of the most influential movie critics of all time. Um, I don't know. She's just famous. But I I know nothing else. All I know is that I don't really care about Tarantino that much. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, film bros. It's just not... He's flopulous, and you guys just need to swallow that big pill because yeah. <laughs> none of us care. Yeah. None of us care. Oh, I we could. I mean, we could talk about the Oscars. Uh, yeah. So I knew <laughs> that everything everywhere was gonna get best picture. Izzy, you said yeah. that it was gonna be the Fablemans. And no, no, I said I wanted the Fablemans to. Fablemans is my favorite, but I knew. All, we all everything knew everything win. everywhere was gonna have a sweep. I've been saying this. Asian excellence. It's a yes, great ma'am. week to be Asian. Michelle Yeoh, Kihoi Kwan. The Daniels, yeah. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the Daniel Asian yeah. one. Yeah. It was it was a good Oscars, I will say. Um, I saw this funny-ass photo of, like, 
Jamie Lee Curtis jumping up and down when oh, she wait. was like on stage, <laughs> and somebody said it's her farts from the activity <laughs> boosting her into the air. Stop it! <laughs> it right? was so funny. Stop it right now. Surprising stuff at the Oscars was All Quiet on the Western Front kind of swept like all of the mini awards, and yeah, then which is... best music. <laughs> and I saw a post that was like, "Wait, you picked Diet Hans Zimmer over Coke Room Babylon?" <laughs> wait, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Babylon should have won. It's like. At least something. Yeah, it's like the brum, brum yeah. sound one. Um, I kept hearing that sound all night. It was a brum, brum. That's like their thing. Well, this was like a real test to see because uh, this year has been really following the same trends in film, like biopics, movies mm-hmm. about movies, all these things. And for today's like episode theme, we're going to be diving into like another kind of fad that's yeah. getting into film and TV, yeah. which... We'll, yeah. ta- we'll talk we'll about it. We'll talk about it. But sorry, Austin Butler. I know that you you came to claim your crown here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You, it was you not, were it sad. It was just not your year. Brendan Fraser just had to take it from you. So sorry. Yeah. And even above you, Austin Butler, I would have picked Colin Farrell. But I did. Yeah. Brendan Fraser needed it. And he uh, deserved it. And a Hunter Schaefer mothered so hard with her Vanity Fair outfit. <laughs> Z-Way ate so hard. I Olivia did... Uh, Oh, I just love women. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. What can I say? <laughs> All I can say is I love women and I'm proud to be an Asian. <laughs> That's like the message takeaway. That's all my. That's my only message for every single episode we do. There we go. Um, before we get into the episode, follow us on Instagram at Girls on Film Radio. Listen to our episodes, our past episodes on Spotify and Apple I'm getting podcasts. No, I'm starting to sweat. Also. Um, for what is what are we watching this week? Um, I guess no. I watched not this week. I watched yesterday. I watched the Navalny documentary. What are you doing? That would have been funny, but I she's can't. putting her I hat on work. Top of her. It was cute. Um, I watched the Navalny documentary, and that was the documentary that won Best Picture. I watched that immediately after the Oscars, and it's Votes, one of my new favorite Votes. documentaries. So good. It's about Alexei Navalny, who is running against Putin in Russia, oh, yeah, and about how he was poisoned. This. And how he's now in jail for running against Putin. But it's a really good documentary. Um, I literally don't know how there's systems around the world that literally function like this. Yeah. No, like, it's insane. I, I genuinely, politics makes... It just... I, I It's hard to digest how that's even yeah. a plausible thing. And then how it's possible for like Americans to be able to make a documentary or like people to make a documentary about this. I think it was and a German guy who made it, but he... Germ- but like... For so. him to win an award for it while this dude that is they made it on is in jail. Well, at the end of the documentary, he goes to jail. But what happened was he got poisoned on a air. Like, he got poisoned. He got, like, he started feeling it on an airplane. And the airplane made a surprise landing. And then they injected him with, like, a, a what is it, an antidote. But they brought him to a Russian hospital to wait for the poison to get out of his system. So there wouldn't be any proof that he was poisoned. Yeah. I'm looking at photos. This is actually so insane. No, it's it's a really good documentary. Oh, no. Photos of him, like, in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They're all, like, he's fi- he's fighting the fight for Russia and no, all these I things. No, I fully, and my then... two favorite documentaries ever about Russia. It's Icarus and this one. This is the last chance to save, Al- how do you say his Alexi? name? Alexei Navalny. 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 Yeah. That is so sad and crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm watching. Are you watching anything new? No. She's just writing. I'm always just writing. I'm She's just such a screenwriter. I am such a screenwriter. I'm ready to go home. I don't know 
what my plans are, hopefully nothing. I have kind of put my future on the back burner for, like, a lot of this semester because there's not really, like, due dates for it. It's more of, like, you have to make periodic progress on it. But now I'm getting so jumbled in the sauce mm-hmm. that I am I don't like any of it. So I am making a plan for myself, girls on filmers. I need to set this precedent everyone listening keep her accountable Uh, yeah keep me accountable next week during spring break i want to work on it like every day because like a little progress is better than like trying to do it all at once and then i just get too overwhelmed so we'll see how that goes 10 pages a day is that a lot i don't know yes that's so much five pages a day (laughs) yeah five to seven is like a good number oh you can do 10 (laughs) <laughs> no, 10 is like, 10 is good if I have an outline, but I'm going from like off the dome right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Fair. yeah. Um, well, I did watch something on Sunday night also um, that is going to transition us into the topic of yeah. this episode. Um, I watched the season finale of The Last of Us. I won't say any spoilers because I know Paige is going to listen and Paige, our roommate's also watching yeah. it. She hasn't watched and it yet. And it's still pretty fresh. It's fresh. And it's, but also has existed for, like the yeah. video game has existed and it is the same. So, yeah. but I won't be saying any spoilers. But the topic of today's episode is adaptations of things. Maddie, would you care to explain a little bit why I take my sweatshirt off? Yeah. <laughs> of just what adaptations are in general. Well, as I was kind of saying before, I felt as if this year has really been testing all the new different trends and fads that the Hollywood has been kind of following, whether that be the biopics, whether that be movies about movies. And I feel that even though it's kind of just two that kind of put it on the map, at least for this year, being Daisy Jones and the Six and The Last of Us, adaptations, I feel like are going to be, is the new girl in town. She's the new trend. It's easy. It's basically taking any other form of media besides movie or TV and transitioning it into being something that can be on the silver screen. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they remake things. Yeah. And then (laughs) sometimes it gets trapped in the cycle and the cycle and the cycle. But yeah. Yeah. It's adaptations have been around. Like IP is, I mean, I'm not Mm -hmm. talking film terms. uh, Intellectual property Mm -hmm. is a big deal in the film industry because I wrote this down. It's if an author of a book or a creator of a video game, it already has a following of people who enjoy that. It's an automatic already. There's fans. Yeah. Yeah. So a studio is more likely to produce something that has a fan base or following or people that have seen it or heard about it before. Um, they're more likely to produce that than something that some random person wrote. That's good. Yeah, and like in all of these things, especially if you like in video games, you obviously get a sense of the story, but the narrative really isn't there for you to be able to like mm-hmm. grasp without being like an actual part of it. Yeah. Like with The Last of Us, you're like playing and you're immersed in this well, world, but you're like, s- but you're not able to sit back and just watch it as an audience well, member. Well, what's interesting is, m- I mean, most video game adaptations into film or tv fail because yeah because yeah. of that because it's supposed to be like a long running game that you play yeah. with not you are the story yeah but the thing i mean we could talk about this again like the last of us the thing that made the game so unique when it originally came out was that there was so much story. uh like what is it the side st- not like the side stories but like, like side the quests. cut scenes cut oh, scenes, cut scenes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. there were so many cut scenes that you would get to at different checkpoints that made this story and it, it was just like all I know about the video game is that it was, like, a beautiful story. And I watched yeah. the whole video game. And so. usually for a lot of people, I feel like they just want to be able to play the game. They want to go straight into it. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people will just, like, skip over it. But the fact that it was good enough that mm-hmm. people would just sit to actually watch yeah. a five-minute, ten-minute thing in between getting to, like, the actual yeah. fun of it. 
shows how good of a story and like and how worth it was to me. We're gonna talk about fails and successes throughout, but I guess we can start with video games because I have a fail that I, it hasn't even come out yet, and I know it's gonna yeah. be a fail. The Super Mario Bros. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they cast Chris Pratt, and that was already a fail. An L. Um, that was already an L. Why are you casting Chris Pratt as Mario? It's just not gonna. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Um, where's our Italian actor? Yeah, or but Anya Taylor Joy can stay. But I think that if. In some world, this actually grasps an audience. This is, like, another thing that I was thinking about, about, like, the Super Mario's movie and, like, Sonic and stuff. It's, like, who is the audience? I don't know. Like, is it, a good it, question. it doesn't feel like it's for kids, because I'm assuming, like... Adult jokes. Yeah, and... adult jokes, and they're going to be, I don't know, casting, like, Anya Taylor-Joy to be Princess Peach is, like, you know cute what you're doing. because we know, as adult women, who she is. Mm-hmm. But, like, a six-year-old is going to want, like, I don't know, who's, like, some relevant, like, TikToker young person. Yeah. If they knew that they were going to make this for a younger audience, they would have done that, but they didn't. So it's, like, are they knowing that it's only going to be, again, like... it's, like, you know that there's people... They know that there's people who have played this game of yeah. all age ranges, so they're somehow going to make it where it doesn't matter the... The adult jokes are, like, so hidden exactly. that only the, the adults are going to giggle. And then the adults are going to bring their kids that they just had that are two years old to the movie. Yeah. Because they've been playing tw- on their Switch all COVID. Yeah. So, it's just... But also, the thing, like you were saying about the story. What is the story in Super Mario Bros? No. There's no story in the it's game, all, right? <laughs> it's literally just Mario trying to save Princess Peach from Bowser. Uh, bra- Bowser? Bowser. Yeah. We know nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. But it's like, there's no... Like, there's not plot points you just fight the other characters yeah and right? you literally punch some mushrooms and yeah, you like get some I'm coins just, i'm not understanding like, I'm, are we ignorant to maybe the this Mario is just community but maybe it's just like wreck it ralph kind of because like wreck it oh, ralph was like a story I, I but it wasn't Wreck-It. based on a game yeah i don't know but my thing is that like in this k- r- magical and like miraculous case that this actually ends up being okay i want a luigi's mansion movie that what are you doing that <laughs> I moved my chair way too far down sorry <laughs> literally so fun i play luigi's mansion on my switch and it's so fun i absolutely loved it the premise of that game is that luigi is basically like he goes to this hotel and every floor of the hotel is themed like a different thing so there was like a hollywood floor there was like a a pyramid um desert floor there's like a pool floor there's like um a kitchen floor it's like so cute and he has to defeat the month all these little monsters and ghosts and then like and then like bet they're gonna have a scene with that in it and then like the beast monster is like within that floor ha- pertains to that specific theme and i feel like that would be so cute and like why don't we give love to like every other character besides mario i like, think we should just be consultants lame. on all adaptations i know I'm, like uh, i don't know hope we'll see i don't even know how same thing with sonic i wrote sonic the second sonic movie i don't know was popular i guess it ha- I, and Sonic 1, I guess. Well, All I remember is that they had to reanimate Sonic's face. Because everyone was, was ganging so up on him, and he was such a freaking creepy weirdo-looking. Yeah. Um, I just listed some other random ones I didn't know if there were. <laughs> the one I wanted to talk about was per- Prince of Persia. Wait, I didn't even know that was a video game. So, I think it's a video. I mean, at least Prince. I, Ang- Angry Birds is on this list, and I looked up on Ron. Like, I just looked up video game adaptations on Rotten Tomatoes. It's fully the second best rated, like, video game adaptation. I don't know if it's one or two, but I was like, wasn't Why? David Dobrik literally in this? <laughs> like, how could you guys be um, rating it so high? Like, I don't know. Okay, well, The Prince of Persia is like a game. It's a game. It's a video game. But, like, it's about a Persian prince, yeah. and they cast Jake Jones. <laughs> As the first, and everyone's like, "Wait, this is not all right." 
Wait, so, wait, Prince of Persia, like, wait. The movie is based on the video game, but the video game yeah. is about a Persian prince, and Jake Gyllenhaal is yeah. very visually not a Persian man. Whoa, this actually, he has, like, a gnarly wig, and he looks <laughs> so weird. Well, you think it's a wig? You don't think they made him grow his hair out? I don't know, but it just looks so... Why is he giving... Oh, you can't even see it. Oh, I know. <laughs> Can you That's even so see this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not a wig. I don't know, but... It's just bad. No. Yeah, this came out <laughs> in 2010. I'm glad to see that from... Since then, we have become more um, uh, culturally aware. Yeah. And we <laughs> hopefully are no longer doing stupid shit like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I did <laughs> I not even know that You're was welcome. a thing. I, I know that's a big, like, a big conversation. I was like, why? Yeah, literally but Because why? people talk about how good of an actor Jake Gyllenhaal is, and then there's that. <laughs> no, like, see, and now having been, like, almost having concluded, like, our sophomore year of film school and, like, having growing more industry experience as we're doing this, like, it mo it takes, like, moving mountains to make a movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, for something like that to be made and, yeah. like, to go through the whole process of what it takes for something to, like, be able to come out is insane because how the hell did that happen no and then you think about like all the casting directors of the world like they couldn't just find someone who was also a good actor like i understand you have to put like a name person to, in it but yeah. like literally anyone else <laughs> yeah and if it was a video game that people liked they would have seen it no matter what yeah. whether it be to like hate watch it or to yeah. like watch it genuinely so this is a fail i would say this is a fail yeah because <laughs> <laughs> what the heck um are there any other video games we're talking about because there's a lot of books we're i thought that about. was interesting so i put tomb raider on here of J angelina jolia's oh. laura croft oh and it's a, it's a, video, it's game, a yeah. video game but i feel like everybody knows laura croft as a character but like not because the movie was like spectacular or great but just because she was a cool badass like mm -hmm. character just as a figure mm -hmm. but I feel like I've never played the game. I don't have, know anything about the actual game, but I know who Laura Croft is, so I feel like that has to be significant I feel like way. we know it because of the movie, though. Like, maybe that's because the movie was maybe. just so much more popular than the game ever was because of Angelina Jolie, but yeah, they also I made another movie. Yeah, which totally flopped. We're yeah. not talking about that one. We're talking about the Angelina Jolie <laughs> one. The actual Okay, one. Yeah. Um, 2001. So it was very much, like, around the same... I. It was, like, the transition period between, like, the Y2K mm -hmm. and everything. So everybody was, like, getting on anything technology Every based. Halloween since has been Laura Croft filled. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I feel like that lends itself to not being a flop. I would That's say that like the, that slay. one is a success yeah. farther than the video game took. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, next we just can go through, like, the list of book adaptations, all of them that have ever been made, ever. We're actually going to list every single one. Yeah, y'all got a minute. Yeah. I um, hope. <laughs> well, uh, if we listed all of them, we'd be here forever. So I picked ones that we, I don't know, talk, we've talked about before, like, things that would be relevant. I just yeah. wrote, like, anything that Stephen King wrote. Yeah, basically. <laughs> anything that Stephen King wrote, someone, whoever adapted the first Stephen King book or short story like you've caused me pain and suffering because you started this chain of events where every movie that's a horror movie that has somehow an interesting plot is written by Stephen King. Well, we got like Carrie early on, which is like literally one of the most iconic films, one of my favorite movies ever, and that ate so hard. But See, how? It, but it's still like it's you look at like all these horror movies that exist that are like really popular and they're all written by Stephen King. Like, um, yeah, this man's a little let's sadistic. See. I don't know, wait. Misery is Stephen King, right? Shining is Stephen King. 
Uh, it's Stephen King. They're making oh, the yeah. fairy tale dragon ones. Stephen King's Pet, Pet Cemetery. Cemetery. Yeah. Like Doctor Shawshank Sweet. Redemption. Yeah. Under the Dome, which is a series that they made. Children of the Corn. Yeah. Like literally everything. The uh, Boogeyman. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Sleep. Yeah. 1408. I think that's room, I, something, maybe. Um, I cannot tell you one person. Actually, no. I feel like when it came out, every because the cast was our age, mm-hmm. everybody in my high school was obsessing over them, including me. Mm-hmm. But that's literally the only Stephen King book that I know people actually read in tandem with the movies. Oh, like prior or during? Like, like go- just generally. Like when the second Carrie came out, I don't know anybody who was reading Carrie. Oh, that's such an interesting way to think about it because like. I, when I heard that, this is a comparison, The yeah. Last of Us show was coming yeah. out, I immediately watched the video game. When I heard it was coming out, I was not enticed to right. read the books. Me either. Same thing with any other of these Stephen King things. Like, I'm not in, I'm not interested in reading the book versions of yeah, them. Yeah, I think it's because I've kind of been desensitized to his stories because he just has so many of them. He doesn't write, there's no way he writes all Yeah, of them. it's like, I just know that it's going to be pretty decent if he's had this great track record. So it's like, I don't feel the need to have to do my research on it and like know about it but that's such an interesting way to look at like oh if i like another one i wrote down on book adaptations was the hunger games like the hunger games made me want to read the books when i heard that the movies were existing yeah whenever how many years ago that was so it's like that's i guess that's a good way to base how like dedicated the fans are or like dedicated new fans are or how it appeals to newer fans wait wasn't it literally in Oh my god, wait. I'm actually having the biggest brain fart about our favorite movie. Stuck in Love? Yeah. Didn't what? you love Stephen King? Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like wrote all his little fan mail. And it sh- was Stephen King, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. He's the only it's one. It's full circle, guys. It's a full circle. Yeah, he's the only one. Wait, doesn't he? Me. He calls Stephen King in the movie, right? Yeah. And he like. Does he get like a little cameo? I feel like he does. No, he on the phone. Like Stephen, yeah. he called like the dad's a famous author, and I think the dad gets the somehow yeah. the son to call. To weird, yeah. weird. Did he produce that? Oh, most definitely not. I feel like he would not even want to be associated with such a normie core movie, even huh. though nobody's seen it. Huh? Interesting. But that just fully. I guess he's the one character or one person that's actually uh, committed. Yeah, Stephen King um, is in the cast list. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> um, a committed um, fan of his. But yeah. I mean, he's like coming out with stuff as we speak. I right. Probably. Yeah. There's a well. There's another thing that's being adapted. It's like his dragon story. I don't know. There's too many. Yeah. Um, you can talk about Little Women. No, Izzy still hasn't even seen the newest one. I which saw is the old one, guys. I like that's Christian Bale. That's not enough. You have to watch. I'm Both. scared. I'm scared. I don't want to not like it. It's no. like the hype is so real. And I don't want to not like <laughs> no, it. No, but as a woman, it's literally your duty to just watch this. Louise Maycott. Wait, what's yeah. her name? Yeah, that's she literally is like calling upon all women to watch. It's just well, so. I watched the first one. That's not enough, I've seen the though. play. Okay, yeah. But you want me to see Timothy But you Chalamet. haven't read the book either. Yeah, so I don't it's plan like on reading. I don't plan on reading. I'm not too interested in, like, pieces, period pieces from, like, the 1900s, really? 1800s, 1900s. Like, sure, if it's, there's something <gasps> so, like, I'm so connected to the plot in some way, but, like. Oh, that's, like, one thing I should have added on here was, like, what? Pride and Prejudice. Oh, and that's like the same genre. Yeah, 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 like, all of the Jane Austen. I love Jane Austen. If you go to Barnes & Noble and you go to the section that's the, the cloth-bound classics. classics, any of those are movies already. 
Yeah, and I just, I love Jane Austen as an author. I think she's, like, so funny and had such great humor. But for little, but the movies kind of flopped, like, especially the newest one, like, Persuasion and all that oh, stuff. Oh, well, that's because they did it weird, weird. like, fourth wall breaking Yeah, something. so I'm not even going to talk about those because... But it's so interesting because I'm not interested in reading the books, but I do like Bridgerton. Yeah, see, hmm. I think it's because you're coming into it with already a bias towards or against it because well, you just I know. Do, the hype is so real. I don't want to watch it and not like it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we can talk about normal people. We talk about normal well, people all the time. All in all, Little Women actually broke the world, when oh, it it, the newest one, when it came out. I mean, how could you not? Oh, and like every other woman in... It well, I feel like it. W I feel like the reason that the internet was so obsessed with it was Timmy and Sarsha's relationship. Oh yeah, but they knew what they were doing when they casted Timmy. Yeah, knowing that he wasn't even gonna end up with her, and that she was gonna end up with is it Amy the uh, the Amy's Florence, Florence Pugh? Yeah, I think so. No, literally the most f that Louisa Maycott is whatever the fuck her it's name it's is. Aycott, whatever. She was so flawless for doing that, but then also. Thank you for not always giving us what we want because it reminds that us that we're human. I just realized La La Land is so little women coded <laughs> where it's like they don't get together on the end. Oops. Um, Spoiler. Yeah, but I mean, she ends up with, oh, you didn't even watch the new one. I watched the old one. It's the same thing. Is it like not? Still, but still. It's the same thing. <sighs> I guess. Um, do you want to talk about? It? I wrote Atonement because Atonement was a book, and that is yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite Just war movie? films. Oh yeah, me too. It's because it's so <laughs> fast. It's not war. It's not war. <laughs> it's literally only for girls. Oh my god, and it's so. See, this is it's so like novel and like book coded in itself mm -hmm. too, because well, one of the most biggest and poignant scenes is literally in a library when yeah. they're like getting oh, naughty. Oh yeah. That was like the moment that changed the world. <laughs> no, it's literally the moment of the green dress. Sorry, Evelyn Hugo or whatever. Yeah. No, this green dress. <laughs> this this green no, dress. No, I want it. No, we all like. Oh if you haven't seen Atonement, I feel like I'd say when we, we talk about like twists in movies, anytime anyone mentions twists in movies, I always say Atonement. Yeah. The twist in Atonement, I bet reading that book, like if you were reading that book for the first time when it just came out, you would have been like shell shocked. No, because we're not going to say what it is, but. It actually changed my <laughs> life. No, because they put their whole beep into that. Uh, <laughs> You're bleeping yourself yeah. now? Saoirse Ronan. Oh, yeah. Kira Knightley. And uh, James McAvoy. Oh, my God. Uh, what a trio. What like an <laughs> actual trio. Saoirse, and Saoirse is not, like, older. She's, like, young. A child. She's, like, baby Saoirse. Yeah. Which is I so want to kick her to the ground. Yeah, which is crazy because I... Thinking about Karen Knightley and Saoirse Ronan, I think I of them both the as age. older women that they're the, the same age. No. No. Saoirse was fully a child in this. Like what? But I remember in high school, we had to do some, like, writing assignment for one of, like, for, like, AP or AP Lang or something. And there was, like, a list of books that we could choose from, and Atonement was one of them. And I remember seeing that, and I was, like, gagged. Because I was, like, wait, this is a <laughs> book? I did not even know that because the movie actually... Well, it's kind of, like, meta because the movie's, like, part interview. Yeah. But you don't really know that. that. Yeah. That's... I, guys. I, it's, like, <laughs> you it's just... just it's on another level of, like, writing. I just don't... Oh, and just, like, <laughs> betrayal and backstabbing. So if you're really wanting to just get into it, get in... Watch the movie. Yeah. 
That's, that's it. all. Bye. <laughs> um, I, Normal People's a book, and it was a great show, and I love both She of them. was a book. It was yeah. a book, and it did happen, and Paul Meskel is... Yeah, sorry to Sally Rooney's other... What is that? Conversation with Friends. Not good. Yeah, sorry. No, Normal People actually did the damn thing. They're going to make the other one, The a Beautiful, beautiful world. Where Are You? They'll yeah. make that a show, but like... No, because normal people touch me in the way that Fleabag did, where it's just like a scary, weird, like, I think it's because media has just completely lacked a poignant, like, point of view of women's struggle in relationships in this, like, century well, now for a while. I think a relationship where both sides are failing. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's so, and again, it's like raw. The best word I used for to describe it is raw. raw. Yeah. It's so. It's not, they're ugh. not sugarcoating literally anything. None of it. And Not a moment. <laughs> yeah. And if you're just one of those kinds of people who hate communicating and just always keep your feelings to yourself and it leads you astray into like into the most horrible situations. Watch normal people, and it's a wa- it's an awakening. Like it's <laughs> gonna make you get up and like call whoever you need to call and yeah. be like, "Let me, I we need to talk." No, it's so good, and it's interesting because people love conversation with friends, the book. Yeah, and a lot of people did like the show, but I mean, it's not the same. <laughs> I also think, though, I've not read either, like, any other of Sally Rooney's books, but her writing style is kind of off-putting for people who are not used to it. Mm -hmm. No quotation marks. No quotation marks. So, which you would think isn't a big change, but it very much is. Um, So, if you haven't read it or you haven't, like, literally heard it from 10,000 other women, then (laughs) we're just telling you that now. But as people who have read the book, I think the book or the, it was the very, show was a perfect adaptation of the book. Yeah, in because she did the script yeah, for it. And it, so. it added just enough and it kept just enough. If yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, I'm just going to list. <laughs> I highlighted stuff in green because that was like the, you Important know, like that time. I feel like, but that's like all Everyone together. Everyone already knows that. The Hunger Games, Divergent, The Maze Runners, Lord of the Rings, Dune, the movies, like Percy Harry Jackson. Potter, Percy, all of that genre of things. Like those are all series, yeah. Um, that I I love, but it's like sometimes I wish that someone would have come up with a story similar that was like a unique thing on yeah, its own, so I that I could have two things that I like. Like a thing that I was thinking about as we were developing kind of our outline for this is that I feel like just as with biopics and like all these different things that already have a set storyline and outline for you, mm-hmm. it's kind of a crutch to it's a do cheat. it. You're it's ch- a cheat. It's a like silly cheat. That's why at the Oscars there's two separate categories, best writing and best, best adapted up, writing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting though because it's a cheat in one way because you literally have the whole story outline for you, but then you have very high expectations to meet. Well, the, yeah, that's like the whole. So it's like, <laughs> and then it levels itself out to yeah. being difficult no matter what. Yeah, and it's I don't know, Ad- especially like when I think of Harry Potter or when I think of, um, I guess Lord of the Rings, where it's like the fan base of the books was so big yeah. that like nothing, it feels like nothing could have lived up to how good it was, and yet they still made something spectacular. Yeah. I don't know. Because they could they could have gatekept that shit for as long as they yeah. wanted to yeah. because it's just those kind of stories are not things that are palatable for the lay like layman, like everyday person. But for them to be able to still make something mm-hmm. that has literally it 
transcends gra- time and space. <laughs> yeah, graphs the world basically yeah. is a feat in itself. So we'll give on that. I didn't want. Well, I, I'm familiar, but I'm With not what? like a All fan. The, oh, I love Harry Potter movies. Well, I'm obvious. I'm like I'm a. I'm speaking in terms of like Game of Thrones. Oh, and, like, I see. Those yeah, quite yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of things. Um, what else? I wrote a Clockwork Orange was a book. A short story. Like, who wrote it? No, I fully, like, I watched that movie and I was like, oh, Stanley Kubrick, like, definitely thought of this stuff, like, himself. Because he definitely thought of, um, what is it? All the, uh, like, the 2001 Space Odyssey was, like, his brain. Someone didn't write that before. But it's like, who thought of the weird-ass plot of Clockwork Orange? I was like, this is a book. Yeah, who wrote? I'm trying to see. Oh. Someone famous? Anthony Burgess. Anthony Burgess. I don't know who the... I'm sorry, but I don't know who this man is. I'm sorry, but I do not know who this man is. Um, uh, <laughs> he wrote. N- oh, he wrote in 1985. What? The? Okay. Wait. Copy the title, I guess. Yeah, I don't know who this man is. Sorry, but you have a crazy brain. Yeah. But then also, I am always so impressed with people who can make the most transcendent, weird stuff like this because not many have the creative. Well, I love Clockwork Orange, but yeah. it makes me concerned for the minds of humans. Yeah. Weird. Um, I guess I want to talk about War of the Worlds. It's not really a book. It's just the it's world. A th- it's, it's like a... Like it, uh, it's like... It, well, okay, so it was like... War of the Worlds was... Um, what's his name? Orson Welles' yeah. speech to the radio. But it's not like a script or a movie. It's like a, it's like a speech. So I guess I put under book because it's a piece of text. But War of the Worlds, the movie with Tom Cruise, the one that I watched because I was so excited. I was like, oh my god tom cruise in a movie with aliens it was mm-hmm. bad oh david i Harper's didn't like also it. In it david Har- oh yes yeah. wait he is that's what it says doc work he was a doc worker oh so oh. like on yeah okay so barely m- credited but i don't know i feel like it's hard again uh, this goes into sci-fi adaptations it's hard to adapt sci-fi yeah. i just read the um not just like a little bit ago um the three-body problem which is a very popular science fiction book, like mm-hmm. one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I hold it with quotation marks because it's subjective or objective, but um, it's being adapted into a show at Netflix, and everyone's like, "How are you gonna do that? Yeah, like how are you like what do you like this? It's a really hard book to adapt. So the fact that they adapt sci-fi things is really cool, but it's like so hard and often yeah. is cheesy and bad. I guess it's good that at least it's happening now when technology is at its prime yeah. and they're able to at least make the story as accurate as they can whereas like i don't know a uh, sci-fi thing that came out in like the 80s and then mm-hmm. they made it in the 80s like star wars for example like it wasn't based off a book it was just like george lucas's thing but like looking at that compared yeah. to like star wars is now like whack. the tech and all that yeah, stuff whack. just is so whack yeah it is yeah um, if you're tuning in right now, randomly, on this fine Tuesday afternoon, welcome to Girls on Film Radio. I'm Izzy. And I'm Maddie. And follow us on Instagram at Girls on Film Radio if you don't already. We're talking about adaptations of things into film and TV. <laughs> We're at the woman of the hour. Yeah. Um, Taylor Jenkins Reid is just, like, slaying the adaptation game. Yeah, <laughs> and sh- it's she's on fully her, her first ride. No, fully, this is, ep- like, this is the first of, well, What's technically it's of... Because One True Loves is also coming out right now. Yeah. Um, sh- everything she's writing is being adapted. Every single thing. Good she's the new Stephen King. No, literally good <laughs> for her. It's finally the girl's time. Yeah. So Daisy Jones and the Six is out. Um, it's so good. I think it's great. We can talk about it in a sec. Because yeah. I know you haven't watched all of it yet. Yeah. But um, Seven Husbands is being made at Netflix. Malibu Rising is being made at Hulu. 
it's weird that they're so all these different I was going to say, yeah. Mick Riva is going to have a fun time, let me yeah. tell you. Um, but, sh- and then One True Love is the movie. It's like out. Oh, it's coming yeah. out. I think it's coming out like this month. But this woman is fully like taking over the adaptation game. But the thing is, her books, I would say, I, I'm going to say it, and I'll only say it once, just like Colleen Hoover's, who are so popular. Don't like Colleen. Don't like yeah. Um, were are so popular on the internet, and so many people start started their reading journeys with these books. Yeah. That I'm like, I'm scared of how much hate these shows get, because book purists, I call them, don't yeah. want anything to change from the books. Yeah. But then I think like I'm in film, I'm in film school, like I know how tough it is to make a show and how many things you have to change. Yeah. That it's like I get it. You have to change things logistically if you did because. This is the thing that if you they did stick so closely to the actual book and then the sh- um sh- like show came out or whatever and then it was shit they would complain about it but mm-hmm. they complain about it when it is yeah. changed and it's actually spectacular. Also, you and guys want to watch the same uh, read and then watch the same thing exactly. Yeah. You don't want it to be a little different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the variety. Maybe like you don't know if it's gonna be changed in your favor. You don't know yeah. if it's gonna like your characters are actually the yeah. characters are actually gonna be in the like, situations that you wanted them to be in, yeah. whereas in the book it wasn't. Like, you never know until it happens. Yeah. And then this is a point to you, because I know you, like, watched the first episode and you were a little hesitant. Yeah. But it the way I was thinking about it, and I saw someone talk about this, is the Daisy Jones and the Six book was written as a series of interviews, but the whole thing at the beginning of the interviews that the interviewer says is, like, different accounts of the same event are different, and we, like, keep yeah. secrets and we don't tell the truth all the time to the people that we love. And so, like, I think that the show is what actually happened, and then the book is, like, what people said oh, happened, you know, if that makes I sense. See, so, like, the yeah. show is what actually happened, kind of, and then yeah. the interviews in the book are what the the band members said happened, yeah. if that makes sense. I don't know. That was just a little point to you. Mm-hmm. I just think. But she's slang. No, it's... Because uh, isn't the whole thing is that all of her books, like, are connected yeah, in some well, all way? Yeah, f- the four, Daisy Jones, Malibu... Oh. Seven Husbands and Carrie Soto. One True Loves they, is out. Then how are they the universe. having Seven Husbands not be? Wait, which one mean? is the one that's not through Hulu? Seven Husbands is Netflix. Oh, the, yeah. So the, how are they? Even so like? there's no Mick Riva in the Daisy Jones and the Six oh. show. He wasn't at the. Well, okay. I mean, that's a, spo- not a spoiler, but he's not in the cast yeah. list. So he th- th- he doesn't exist unless Damn. I don't know. So he's not in Daisy Jones and the Six because his character is not like crucial in this. He's just there. In Carrie Soto, he's mentioned once, which is like a little tie-in. Malibu Rising, he is the dad, so yeah. he's in that book. And Seven Husbands, he's a main, he's a main sub character, like a main, like a main yeah. supporting cast. So it's like I know in Seven Husbands he's gonna be there, but I guess they don't need to be on the same streaming service to have the same characters. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like Weird. the it gives me the same vibes of like how uh, the Flash in like all of the what oh, is it DC movies? Yeah, has been like changing for every other thing. Well, and stuff yeah, and, like, it's all that stuff. But it's like if you made the Lord of the Rings, but each one at a different company yeah, it's with just different so actors. So unsettling and weird. But Whatever. Yeah. Um. Do you care about any of the last two, or can we move on? I only have plays. I have two written. Oh, down. I have a play. Oh, you wrote My down the bay. Oh. Literally, <laughs> flee back. Oh, it's true. Literally a play. True, true, true. Well, I wrote down the whale because the whale won. Uh, Brendan Fraser won his yeah. award last night. It was it was originally a play, and clearly the movie got high reviews because of Brendan Fraser's acting, not because of the movie. Everyone said the movie was dry, or the story and the other actors were dry and bleh, and that Brendan Fraser and um what's her name the Sadie Saint no oh the, that Asian one yes <laughs> I'm so uh, no she's in the menu. What were we just talking about the yes. menu? Me and Zoe were just talking about the menu. Um, um well they said Brendan Fraser was like the highlight yeah. of the entire movie so. Good adaptation, question mark? 
good main character who carried the adaptation? Yes. I feel like, I don't know, I love, hmm, because in kind of learning the ropes of what screenwriting is and, like, how what it takes to make, like, a film, you wouldn't think, at least for me, because I didn't really have any theater experience, like a screenplay and then, like, a theater, what is it, what is it called? Is it just, like, a script? It's a script, script yeah. It's, like, they're so similar yet so different at the same oh, time. Yeah. So I love to see plays to become from like one visual thing to yeah. become like another visual thing well because when you look at a play you're looking at it from one angle yeah and then film is all around also it's hong chow yeah okay hong chow she's was in the menu and she was great you want to uh talk about yeah, Fleabag? Fleabag i wrote romeo and juliet because duh, every movie about romance from two opposing parties that are fighting is romeo and juliet so there you go <laughs> yeah um yeah fleabag is <laughs> what I we should just do a whole fleabag i just need to literally do a whole fleabag episode phoebe waller -Bridges. that'll be on our patreon yeah <laughs> phoebe waller bridges iconic one woman show that literally put her on the map is filled with just her crude um like just anecdotes brain, i would say brain vomit. and brain vomit of it's such a weird thing to, like, talk about because it's literally her as a woman literally just recounting things that, like, happened in her life mm -hmm. in the play, but it's only her. So yeah. she's, like, everybody, and she's in one chair, one spotlight on her, and it's so, but it's, again, so similar to the actual show. It follows very closely for some, like, in some, like, way. I don't know how they were able to do it, but, like, in the show or in the um, play, she refers to the people that aren't like her or like important characters as just like nicknames that she makes up for them in her head. Like this ugly guy that approaches her on the bus or whatever is called like the rodent man. Like she calls him a rodent guy because he has like fucked up teeth. And then in the show, he's literally a dude with big ass buck teeth. Like <laughs> the things that you would refer to your friends as and like, how you would give the little character names? yeah or literally the character names well that's because how it was like accounted so in the book yeah that's yeah, cool yeah that's cool it's so sorry wait, why was that outside? so loud yeah <laughs> um i'm having very much a lot of difficulty finding the actual sh like play online i cannot find it anywhere like a recording yeah i'm gonna find one which for you. sucks so hard maybe one. i'm just like not looking hard enough i'll pay you have for to look it. up fleabag slime video or like Is it slime you I don't say know. you have to look up like slime video that's what oh, people i don't know label. i'm not a theater I'll, oh i got yeah. you girl i need a lot but <laughs> i need to have like one episode that i can we need to do a i'm gonna send you this youtube video for you to watch okay. i'm gonna I have to, I have to send it to page two but it's one of those like sit down videos where they dissect like a um show like tv yeah. thing or whatever i watch and those then, for bojack horseman yeah every day. And, then, <laughs> and then we just reconnected to like sociology and psychology and yeah. all of like just yeah yeah all those things and this one was about Fleabag and normal people and, like, dissociative feminism and all those things. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, we need to do Girls on Fart. Dissociative feminism the next episode. Yeah, okay. please. Um, the rest of the things I have written down are, like, weird things that got adapted that aren't necessarily books, movies, shows, texts. The first one, well, is a little, it's The Witcher, the series, was a book. And then it was turned into a video game that you could play. And then it was turned into a you TV show. You guys love that? I've never seen I that. love The Witcher. I love The Witcher. And it's so anti-me because I don't usually like fantasy and like dragons and magic. Yeah. But the shows are so good. But now it's going to be bad because Henry Cavill's leaving and Liam Hemsworth is replacing him. Whoa. Who decided? Who was like, yes, we need to replace Henry Cavill, the bunk, like the bulkiest, chunkiest yeah. man in Hollywood. 
most beautiful with Liam Hemsworth. Not even Chris Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Um, and, and wasn't he literally like ostracized because of, of Miley him? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, why are we trying to give men comebacks? Yeah, well, the flowers thing happened after, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I wrote Pirates of the Caribbean. This one's funny because it's based on the ride. I did not know that. The, in so Disney made the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. ride in my Disney, right? Disneyland. No, no Disney World is, is in my Florida. Disney World. Disney World. Sorry. Disneyland is here. Sorry, I, guys, I never get it right. Disney yeah. World in Florida had a Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and yeah. then Disney was like, ha, we're actually going to make a movie about it now. And That's then they were good, and then people like the movies. Yeah. Um, Fast, and, Fast and Furious was a magazine article. Was it really? I had That's no what idea. it said. It said it was a magazine article about, like, some car act or something, which is weird. I should know this, but I don't. Well, <laughs> whoopsies. Well, don't I tell know, anyone. Well, I, I know enough about Justin Lin's work outside of Fast and Furious, which I feel like is better. Yeah, no, that's fine. You Whatever. get the niche stuff. Yeah, I, I get the niche but stuff. But isn't it interesting that things can be made out of articles? Like, entire yeah. show. But there's even weirder stuff. Um, the Lego movie was based on Legos. What? <laughs> um, no. The Ouija movie was based on the board game. Crazy. You're I know. serious? And then, this is my favorite. The Emoji movie was based on emojis. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, why was one of them literally a shit? But, okay, like, they literally think about, like, the pitch room for this Emoji movie. You're, p- you're going in, you have no ideas left. You've gone through all of your other ideas. You're pitching all these random notes you wrote down in your notebook. And you have nothing left. And the guy's like, do you have any other final ideas? And you say, a movie about emojis. Um, isn't Bill Hader in it? <laughs> Probably. Or like some crazy, I don't, I just, wait, let's see. Let's check. But like, why? Like, why oh, was this n- ever a thought? Into wait, no. TJ Miller? James Corden's in it, of course. Oh, why Patrick Stewart plays Poop. Yeah, why did I think Bill Hader was in it? Oh, Christina it's because Aguilar. Bill Hader was in... What the hell is this? Uh, he what? was in another animated movie. He's probably... I mean... He was in... Oh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. Where he was, like, basically playing, like, a video game little emoji thing. That's yeah. What I but... There's literally Jennifer Coolidge, Sofia Vergara, Maya Rudolph, Jake T. Austin's in it for some reason. T.J. Miller's literally canceled, so this movie's over. Over. Yeah. But isn't that weird? And then this one, it was weird, because I talked about Baby... Baby Driver, like last episode. Baby Driver is based on the music video called Blue Song by Mint Royale that was also directed by the same director. I don't know his name. That's actually so cool. So the director made a music video for a song about a guy who was in the car while his, his, I watched the video, while his friends are like robbing a bank and he's picking the CDs to play in the car. And then the director made a movie about it. Yeah. Which is like weird. Edgar Wright has like the... Edgar Wright's such a weird name because isn't that an author that's also really famous? Is he? Edgar Allan Poe. Sorry. Yeah. And Whoa. Sorry. My bad. Um, Ed, there's too many Edgars. I no. <laughs> I guess. Um, there. All of this is to say that there's no... I don't know if there's a formula for no, best adaptations You know at all. what we're actually saying is that Hollywood has relied on crutches for way too long because every damn director is also a director-writer mm-hmm. and they just always want to have their own yeah. like writing to be attached to their own directing. Yeah. So they just go for like books and all of these different things. And then they things, rewrite them. And then they rewrite them so that they can have the credit for it because nobody yeah. trusts a screenwriter. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Similarly to, I guess this also kind of follows the track of, like, why biopics have been, like, so popular for, like, mm-hmm. a minute is because you have the story right there. You yeah. see the life. And they're already it. famous. You already have everything. Yeah. So, Hollywood just has so many crutches that nobody wants to talk but about. But then again, like, I'm literally going to be going into book adaptations. Like, that's what I want to do is book yeah. adaptations. But I feel like at least for, uh, like, 
I don't see Taylor Jenkins Reid and like Sally Rooney in the same like spe- like sphere as like a Harry Potter and yeah. like a series or like a trilogy or whatever because it's still only one unique story. Yeah. Whereas like, oh my God, how many Harry Potters are there? Like a thousand <laughs> of them. Like it's a cop out. You make one and you know if it's at least it's good. M- like minutely successful, you're gonna have at mm-hmm. least like ten. And then years you make the spinoff. And there's the spinoff. And then now. you have the video games. Then you have all these things. And yeah. Then you have all these other things yeah i just feel like for at least like plays and singular books that's like the only adaptation I that it. i really like. yeah uh, but they make the money um, IP yeah. makes the money. unfortunately um, well if you guys have any book adaptations that or game video game adaptations that we didn't mention that you want to share with us that you think we would like or things that you think should be adapted into oh stuff. yeah there's plenty please oh, let us know i literally just remembered one that i love but it was what? canceled it's so tragic what? deadly class was one of my favorite oh, shows ever and it was based off a graphic novel that is so good oh like the sandman's based on a graphic novel yeah, too they're like everything based no- on something. oh scott pilgrim Coraline. yeah <laughs> um well there's a lot was, yeah there's a lot and some i feel should get the credit for being great like whatever it is originally was and then it's adaptation and then some things are absolute flops yeah so there's no formula we just know that the i the things that are intellectual property that can get bought that already exist make the most money because there's already fans and then fans get upset if things change yeah you can never please anybody is no. basically what we're saying no not even us unless you're a lord of the rings fan then you can please it. i guess um yeah what's that one actor that literally everybody loves he has Viggo Mor- morgan Mortensen? no the one who plays oh i don't even, i literally had the biggest brain fart oh ever. orlando bloom the blonde one no the other one that has blue eyes who's that's Vigo. wait really yeah the uh, one with the black brown, maybe brown I'm hair i'm thinking of the wrong thing well um, thanks for listening to our episode today, Yeah, this guys. is, like, such a brain fart episode, but we it's We love right. brain farts. Okay, talk okay, to you all next Tuesday. Up. Bye! Wait, no, not next Tuesday. Next Tuesday <gasps> spring break. Oh, my God, break. spring break is next Tuesday. So we'll Stop. see you guys in two, two weeks. weeks. Bye! Bye.